This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, it's a very, very special Masiba, this Masiba, and I'd like to speak a little bit about it, uh, what it means to us. Besides the fact that it, it has a whole different meaning for Yom Kippur, if, if people are standing in davening and they know that at night they're going who knows where, um, it, it's pagan. I don't know, I, I feel it's something not sincere. The fact that everybody here, Baruch Hashem, we spent an extraordinary Yom Kippur together, then learned, and now we're sitting together with a Simchus Mitzvah, I think it's extraordinary. And it's something that it's buzzed a limit on the whole Yom Kippur. So, Aleph, I think it's very special because of what it says about Yom Kippur. I'd like to say over two interesting stories I heard recently from Kalman Epstein. He is the Rashiva Sharatera, Rabzalik Epstein's son, Yibalachayim. And he, he told me over two, he told over, didn't it was for me, he told two fascinating stories. Um, apropos to, to tonight, he was, he learned not to stroll for a few years, and he was, um, he, he was in Bnei Brak for some sort of Neila Sachag. It wasn't in Kippur, it was some other time. And he went in, and he was in front of it, they had uh, Neila Sachag. And the Olam was sitting and singing. The Mashkech was of Chatzel Levenstein. Chatzel Levenstein was an incredibly sharp Ish Emes. Chatzko was the Balmusa. And he was sitting with the Olam and singing the Sukkah. And there were a few, and there were, there were a bunch of guys outside schmoozing by the door. So Chassel picked himself up and he walked out. There is an oilum here singing shirs and says, and you're standing and being machris. He said 10 times, he said over. That, so it's, it's something that. If the Baruch Hashem Tzibur comes together and there is in Oisik in a Yonadiktusha, it's something that should speak to everyone. And so that was one interesting story he told over. He said over, he was there for Yom Kippur in, in, in Bnei Brak and he damned Slabotka and Reb Chatzkel would, um, Reb Chatzkel would daven obviously Panovich. And the minute was after Yom Kippur, um, you know, like by after Nila, everybody Panovich finished late, and everybody would stream in from all over Blayback to get a good year from Chatzko. He done Sabotka, they finished even later until he got around and so on. By the time he got to Panovich, there wasn't any, um, they were not, uh, they, they, he was gone already. Chatzko was home, so he knew Chatzko a little bit as far as Amir, so he went to, um, say, so went to Chatzko's house. And he said the transformation of Chatzkel. He said Reb Chatzkel was a big balmusa. Comes, he came Shabbos and Vorchem Elul. He was tenser than tense, and everything was all you know. Tshuva Elul, Rosh uh, Hashanah says me Tshuva Yom Kippur Neila. He was a an amudeish. He said he was sitting in his house. There was a feeling of yontif. He was in a in a. He was with a smile. It was Yontavik. 
And, and that's when a person's emotions are built around Torah. So when it's Yom Adin, it's Yom Adin. When it's the Man of Simcha, it's Simcha. And there's Ketush in both of them. Two very fascinating stories. I wanted one more thing. I wanted to read something inside that I think really gives over. You have a, a light or something? It's... Uh, Oh, sorry. That's what they made these things for. <laughs> this is uh, it's it's Sayyid Yashar Mr. Adzina, where he describes. He talks about something else, but I think that it's it's such a good description of the Indian of of this type of suda. It says that Tfilo the Kaingal. So the Kaingal was in Kredsha Kadashim. We we did the Avodah, and this he was in a place where no bus of a dumb ever um, stood. He, he was in the presence of the Shechina. The Gemara has a description of Ishmael and, and, and the, the Shechina asking him for bracha. You're talking about the place that's the Eila, Leila, Leila. The Tfilah Kringolim walked out was a very short Tfilah. The, the Nusach we have in the Machzor is not, is, is an elaborate Nusach. Yiratzen shetiyah shanazua baleinu im shuma. If it's a dry year, it should be rainy. And people's Tfilahs should not stop the rain. That's pretty much it. So he gives it a, a different hair, gives it a gives it a different knech. But but I, I thought it's such a it's so apropos. Who he says and so on. After that whole day, after all that avoda. What he did was, he, he was a chibur of the deepest nekuda of Kal Yisrael to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he says, and that was Ubazeik Bia, as Kal Yisrael, it was a way of connecting Kal Yisrael to, to a nekuda that transcended anything in our world. He went out to the Bayes HaChitzen. His filler was that this ha'ara of Akarish Baruch Hu, of Shechina, shouldn't remain somewhere in Alamis Ayoynes. People should feel that there was a connection to Akarish Baruch Hu. And yes, the Kohen Gadol feels it in Kodesh Kadoshim. But for simple yid in his field, he feels it when there's rain coming down. That's, so to speak, the, 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 the mamoshes of it. The kavan of this tefillah was, if things will be left somewhere up in the air, it, it'll disappear, it'll evaporate. Klausel should have a zecha. The zecha is in the rain. It's so fascinating how this is the opposite of the way we approach it. Why is going to go into Kodesh Kedoshim? They should bring down rain for us. So Bimele has to do tikunim with 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 inyanim and and to bring rain. The the understanding that he's giving us, which is the emes, he went into the Kodesh Kedoshim to go into Kodesh Kedoshim. He needs some something tangible so that a yid could remember where the neshama was. The rain is a zecha for that. Um, the purpose of the rain is to keep the, the kaingolos going in as 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 a nachlok Yisrael. And he says that's the pshat im shuma. If the year will be shuna, which means sunny, dry, 
it should become Gshuma. So he says, when, it's, when, this, when the sun is in its full power and strength, it's very clear and it's full of light and there's no darkness covering it, but we can't live off that. It, 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 it does not allow us to live. When the sun gets covered and there's rain, that's where we have some peace. So he says, when in, in the dagger of Shechina and Kodesh Kadoshim, we can't survive. We need to have somehow how it feeds into um, uh, in Yonim that are Gashmias. So I guess the Suda here is a keyboard. The Suda is not this is yours. The Suda here is that type of thing. The, the davening Yom Kippur was an extraordinary day, but it tends to be something that's divorced from real life. We weren't eating, we weren't drinking, we weren't sitting around. It, it's something that has a way of sort of staying in its own bubble. If we're able to sit, this is where the Torah sit together. This is the way they eat. This is the, the ruach. This is the, the, the ambience, the atmosphere. So it's a way of taking some of it and bringing it in. And to me, those words of the Radzina are extraordinary description. This is the Bayez of Yom Kippur. And we take with us the, the teichen of it and malbush it. And so a suda, a chavraya, a chabrengen, everything together we do it, it, it as, as Torah people. That's, that to me, I think this is why it's such a chavdika moment, so special. We have some nigunim that we've um, over the years accumulated. There's, um, we used to have somebody here who was extraordinary Balmanagin. Uh, he was stolen, and um, he's he, he's someplace else. I don't not feel so. Some of some of the things we I've recorded, and we'll have a compliment of more uh, professional. But the, whatever Dalem knows, we can do together, and then we'll, 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 whatever nigunim. So I guess, so the first thing is Mirachit. And again, for those of you who have heard it last year, two years ago, the reason behind it, I, I want the, the, the words are from the Aftaira of the Shana. And it's Mirachit uh, Hashem nearly. I think the best description of why it's so appropriate the Salvechik writes someplace. He, he says, it's, it, he has an essay. I, I think it's called nearly or something on Mirochik. And he says, sometimes you have a close Chava. And it's nice and it's great and you're very close and you're together. But the time when you really begin to appreciate the Chava Shaft is when he's, le- when he's leaving you and the train is pulling away. And as the train pulls away and you realize he's no longer part of your life, that's when everything wells up. So, same thing. We went through a tukufa with a lot of intense ruchnias, and we're moving on. The train is beginning to move. And sometimes that's when a person sits back and appreciates the moments of kirva and so on. So, so almost paradoxically, meirochek Hashem nearly, Kaddish Baruch who came to me, meirochek, he was, that's when I, that's when he, that's when I began to, to get it. I think the essay is called to be Kashtim Misham. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But I'll upon him, that's the point of it. <laughs> Mayra, 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 Mayra,
of concretizing some element of the Ruchnius um, of Yom Kippur is the Piyot of Marikoyen. Um, the Marikoyen is, the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says, a marshal, if somebody goes into a, uh, a chanut uh, of, of Samim, so uh, a reach sticks to the person. It's something that is, the, the, you know, the, the, his, his begotten become imbued with it. When a person goes into a Mokram Kaddish, Kadashim, something sticks to the person. And the Marikoyan is a reflection of that, of, of, of the of the Reach of a Busmik. So that's so the point of it is if a crane walks out and and there's a there's a height to him and there's something to him special, it's the um it, it's 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 a it's a it's a reflection to us what the original looked like. So this is part of the, um, like what we spoke about, concretizing. It, it gives us, we, we'll never be in the Kredish Kadashim, but when we see somebody coming out and, and with the hoid and the hader of the Kain Gadol, for us it's a certain zeichel a certain tam adava. Thank you.
if we knew how to put in the ema into the words, if we know how to give it the right flavor, every, every word comes alive. We have to put the neshama into it. This, so this is the Achis, it's sung by Hill Palay, and it's incredible um, the way it comes alive in, in, a, in a most powerful way. Um, so, Baruch,
we played the first time, there was an extraordinary nigun in Kelm. Kelm was, in many senses, the um, the sort of the uh, birth spring of, of Musa. Rabbi Yochum learned there. The Alta Kelm produced many of the mashkichim, Bali Musa. Everything there was a lot of precision. And they had Adon Olam that they would sing. I believe they would sing in Yom Neroyim, specifically. And it was with the same Adon Olam that when the Germans took him out for the Shechita and Reb Daniel was an extraordinary Talmud Chacham, an extraordinary Tzaddik. He was a, he um, was in a different world. He was the he was the head of Kelm at the time, and they sang this Adon Olam. It's um, it's also one of these things because Adon Olam is sort of hergel. It's we either do say it or don't say it before davening. And in school, we always said it, so it's kind of part of just the, we shove it aside. 
Adon Olam contains in itself the status of Amuna and Deus the most powerful way. That's why we start. That's why we're supposed to start down with it. And this this Adon Olam, a nigan is a nigan carries in itself the feelings and uh, the emotions of the people that crafted the nigan. This was a nigan made by people who are tremendously deep alayavoda, and it's nicker. It's sung by somebody who himself is a big big Tam a big tzaddik. Um, he um, he used to sing for Abayasha sometimes. And this is the Dainolam. It's uh yeah.
when you're being marched to death. I don't know if it's, uh, or the words that strike me is when you sing it and you think about the circumstance. Um, there's one more digging that I recorded, that I had recorded, that, that um, downloaded it. I was very struck by it. I was at a chasna list in Israel, and Hassan Kala asked that after they, you know, after they come up to the, if they bring them up to the chupa, they wanted the Olam to sing together Shair Shemayim Sach, and it was incredibly powerful. There are moments, there are moments when people feel Shair Shemayim open, and we just went through a day like that, and there are just moments, and this one I think is extremely powerful. So, um, Shair Shemayim.
That's uh, traditional. Dalim is Muslim to sing the only good in, but this is what we always do. It's it's an old nigun. If many of you have heard the story many many times, so you'll, uh, you know, as I said, you'll, you'll repeat it quietly under your breath. To, um, but it's something that's it's it's a nigun that I grew up. It was an old, I think it was a Bava record of something. You're talking about a long time ago. Uh, records, I don't think anyone knows what it is. And today, actually, it's in, but uh, <laughs> it, it was. And I never knew the story of the Nigun. And then I once heard there was a person um, named Chaim Shapiro. He lived in Baltimore <coughs> and he wrote a book, Go My Son, I think. Um, yep. Yeah, Go My Son, about his stories of the war. And he got favalgad in the Russian, in Siberia, and he was in a camp. And one day on Shabbos, the um, the the person, the the camp, the the head of the camp sent him on a, to bring something to an adjacent camp. The camps were all, you know, within kilometers of each other, and to bring something. So so he was he rode there he, on a horse or something. He went there, and he sees as he comes to camp, he sees an old man with a long beard and overgrown hair sitting under a tree and sings mirrors to himself. And he tells him, well, he was like stunned. And he says, Pachabasit. So the person stiffened up and he, he turned you know, like he wouldn't talk to him. And he slowly convinced him that he's not a spy or he's not going to tell on him or whatever it is. And this person was an old abreast of a chassid, had been in the camps for who knows how long, I think he he said 20 years or something. It was a credible amount of time. But he, he hopped something. Russians um, are into, they have a, there's a certain, there's a certain, um, what's I don't Superstition. It's a superstition, but they, they, they have an admiration for these like crazy, crazed people, like the sort of prophets, like Rasputin was uh, that type. And Bimela, when he grew himself a long beard, uh, when, he grew, when he overgrew his hair, and he looked spooky, and he looked like he um, was from a different world. They sort of semi-revered, semi-stayed away from him, and he was able to do his own thing. So he was able to hold it. He was able to eat Shabbos. He was able to keep Shabbos. And then he found out that Chaim Shapiro has tefillin, and he was he went berserk, and he said, "For twenty years, I didn't put on tefillin, and now I find out that it's not Shabbos." He says, "Tomorrow at the the the." The nets is the the time when you can put on film is five o'clock. I'll be there at five o'clock in your in your um, barrack. So he told me, "You're crazy. You walk out of here, they're going to shoot you." Um, so he said, "I'll be there five o'clock. Have the film ready." And Kachava, he was there five o'clock. He he put on the film ravenously, like somebody hadn't eaten for years. He he, he couldn't. Um, and he came back for a long time. He would come, and then I think Chaim Shapiro got transferred out. I don't remember the end of it, but he told him as a as a as a payment for sharing the film with him, he'll teach him a breast of a nigan. I've heard it since then in slightly different variations. This is the way I remember it, and it's it's a it's 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 on a it's on a psukim in Sheashirim. 
and the, there's it's a bit of a play on words, but it fits so well the 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 story, and it fits a lot a lot of things for us also. The pasuk is Alkinas Egas Yeradity, Liras Beibe Anachal, Aparachai Geffen, and Eitzar Emoinim. The lover came down to the garden to see into to the to the orchard, to the nut orchard, to see if things started growing ready, things started blossoming, and so on, to see what's doing. So, like everything in Shashim, this is Mole Mole Drushes, what it means. It alludes to many, many things. Kadesh coming to this world and looking to see um, Tzadikim and so on. All, all sorts of different Inyanim Amarumas in these Psukim. This is Shashim's Kadesh Kadashim. The um, the way in which the Mechaber and Nigen was the was I said from the Ziknech was Mechaberit. He gave it a little bit of a different um, understanding. He attached it to the pasuk afterwards, and in his under, the way he's the remnants he's finding in the pasuk is that Akadosh Baruch Hu sent. This is a person is saying this. I was sent down to the orchard to pick nuts. And there's a lot of Kabbalah in the metaphor. A nut is something that has a hard shell, which indicates it's surrounded by tumor, clepus, and it's high in the tree, it's difficult to get to. And so the song, there's a Yiddish part to it, and it goes, my mother sent us to pick nuts in the orchard. The tree is so tall, the children are so short, um, you know, how, do, how will I get to it? And then he adds the next passage, I myself, I didn't realize, I didn't realize myself what kayaches I have. That's the flow of the passage. It's apropos to this person. If you would tell somebody that he can be for decades imprisoned and keep Shabbos, in circumstances beyond, we spoke a little bit on Tishabov about the people in Russia in, the, in those camps. They just defy understanding even. So that's certainly a Kaddish Baruch who sometimes shows us what kairos we have. I would like to, to bring it down many, many levels. But for us, one of the things, Yom Kippur as such doesn't stay. But the one thing we realize on Yom Kippur is something, some of the kairos we have, the amount of time we spend, the amount of times we connected emotionally. I think everyone connected at different times in ways that you don't normally connect. The fact that we're sitting here in a Masiba, the Hebrew Masiba, like we spoke in the beginning, um, sometimes a person doesn't know himself and he needs to um, ponder himself. The, um, the, it, it, it's something that in moments like this, times like this, are there for that reason. It's true that there's a Matzin Kippur and there's next day and there's next month. But if a person catches a glimpse of himself that he never saw before, then a person knows that he has what to look for. It's, it's I know that I can bring out something, I have something to bring out. So that's the sniggin. And I, I hope that those of you who know it, there's part of it that's in Yiddish. Oh,